We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Backliners podcast, Agro and Barracuda, as per usual. This week, joined by none other than the support for the Valhalla Valkyries, Gamma Smite. But before we get into it, got to let you know that this episode of the Backliners is brought to you by Factor Meals. You've got to head on over to go.factor75.com slash backliners60 and use code backliners60 to get, you guessed it, 60% off your first box. That's code backliners 60 at go.factor75.com slash backliner60 to get 60% off your first box. Gamma, welcome into the show. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming in. And we've been waiting a while to have a Valks member on the podcast because I knew that it was only a matter of time until you guys had a, a statement win, a big moment. You know, you got some wins during the summer phase, got some wins during spring, all that kind of stuff, you know, playoffs, whatever. But I feel like... From a public perspective, this set win up against the Kings uh, is the biggest statement that you guys have made as a team so far in the SPL. Do you do you agree with that? Oh, wait, hold on. Before you answer, I've totally messed up the the thing. I checked it. I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my mind doing text. I'm gonna hand show. you the ball and Perfect. take it back. <laughs> and I've ripped the ball back and now I'm giving it back to you. Yeah, okay. You're good to go. Sorry about that. It's all good. All right. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's the first time we've really beaten a top, you know, three team. I I think it's still safe to call them a top three team. So yeah, it's definitely a big step forward. I mean, how I, I was joking with you right beforehand that Kirmi had the big pop off, the desk yeah. slam, all that kind yeah. of stuff. But uh, I imagine that this. Uh, I mean, coming out of the bye week, you know, setting up only a few weeks up until qualifiers still looks, you know, like you guys have a chance to to not have to play in those because I believe top six yeah. go through uh, automatically. So um, how how good did this win feel in comparison to the to the rest that you've had? Um, well, I've, I'm just like, I'm still kind of coming over COVID. You can maybe tell by my voice a little bit, but... Mm. Uh, so I wasn't in studio, and generally when I'm in studio, I'm one to get 
you know, pretty hype and excited. <laughs> so being being alone at home is a little... Uh, yeah, it must have been really I'm, anticlimactic. I'm, yeah, I'm a little bit anticlimactic because, you know, I, I, was, I was still getting excited and popping off a little bit. But, you know, everyone immediately throws down their headsets and I'm like, yeah, just by myself, right? So... Fighting the walls. Let's yeah. go. Just run around the house all by yourself. That's a, that's a, a little unlucky, but you know maybe it's now like all I'm saying is if you're back in studio next week, which I hope you are, I should be. Yeah. But then you guys lose. There oh. should probably be some type of conversation about whether or why not would you, you why guys would you do that, Agro. Why would you? Well, I'm just saying that we should. Lose. You are setting him if, up for failure if right now. They and Gamma's in studio, uh-huh, maybe yeah. it's just worth exploring, you know, Gamma having it, being in the Z, you know, being at home, and it, it, maybe his hype is uh, is so much that the rest of them can't can't they, contain they can't themselves, it, yeah. you know, they can't handle it. I'm not putting the blame on you, Gamma. I, I, I'm oh, with okay. you. I think that bringing that hype is good. Maybe you're just getting uh, everyone a little too amped up, you know? That's <laughs> what you're saying. Yeah, I was... <laughs> well, he doesn't need to have COVID, okay? Well, actually, let's just say, theoretically... You do decide to go home for the week after that. Then you lose again. Then it does mm. seem like you having COVID mm. might be the key, the key. here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're going to have to set up something for January. You know, I think it's probably best yeah, for you no. to try to not maybe, get it. Yeah, uh, maybe. Okay, I'm not. I'm not doing this bit. This is a terrible. Bit. Yeah, I'm no, not, this is you were going hard on that bit, bro. We can You're keep going. Back. <laughs> Who knows, digging. man? Yeah, just keep on digging. That's sometimes what we do. But yeah, this was a this, not just the Valks and Kings set, but this was a really interesting set. In the SPL, uh, or interesting weekend in the SPL, yeah, largely because of the uh, the restrictions that the players had to play with. Uh, no, oh, yeah, no was- beads and agus combination. Um, obviously, uh, unfortunate and not something that that we want to see happen. Like some rules in place because of uh, because of bugs and all that kind of stuff. Um, but did want to get your thoughts on it barrow we can start with you on what what this weekend felt like because i saw a lot of conversation from you know mifflin tweeting about it and various pros and a lot of you know threads and the subreddits and all that kind of stuff like how different the game felt to watch uh without carries or or anybody being able to go beads i guess how did it how did it feel from your perspective barry uh, I was pretty nervous initially because I was like, I've been playing this game for so long, I will auto-buy Beats Vegas and then I will get DQ'd, which was my initial thought, because like, I don't know, I was just really worried about it, because mm-hmm. I just auto-buy at a 12, like, right. unless like, they have, they have a comp you really need shell into, I just auto-buy Aegis. Um, so I was worried about it from that perspective, but I do think it changes drafting a fair bit, and Agreed. what gods are good. And, which, I don't know if I, per se, like it more than normal Smite, but it is completely different, not having Aegis into a lot of comps. Um, Obviously, it just makes, like, a lot of mages better, uh, makes a lot of certain assassins better. I'm sure everyone knows that. Um, Yeah, just really interesting dynamic. Um, You have to play around damage so much differently now than you could before. Mm-hmm. I don't know when it's going to get fixed. Um, I assume it's going to be high on the tier list of uh, things that need yeah. fixing. But yeah, we uh, we're taking it seriously. I don't I don't want to be the one to break any news or anything like that. So I can't oh, yeah, I yeah. can't really comment on it. But yeah, it's certainly a uh, a priority. I mean, I assume we'll be with it for a few weeks. I could be wrong, but 
Um, it will definitely change the way people are drafting a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, maybe not a lot, a lot, but at least a little bit. Um, but I'd be stupid to not say at least a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we definitely changed our drafting a little bit going into Sunday. Because um, I think we found out on Saturday morning, I mm-hmm. think, was... Um, yeah, it's... Yeah, the I mean, bug was reported just... Friday night, and admins made a decision on the morning because gotcha, they, okay. they were asleep. Yeah, yeah, Saturday yeah, morning. I was that's pre- right. I was pretty worried when I saw that because I didn't know like what the penalty would be. Because now it's just if you buy it, you either unbind the key or I think you just use it on cooldown. Mm. I think which I saw Nitroid using. He was Charybdis, and dude, I saw that man get like just drilled, and he had Aegis the whole time, just like. <laughs> Watching his health bar go down like that just has to feel so bad, man. You're just Feels sitting bad. there with Aegis like, I can't press it, I can't press it. But I kind of feel like there should be things where, like, if your beads are down, you can just press Aegis anyways. Just don't press them together. But I feel like mm. that'd be probably too hard to control and too yeah, hard so to, much like, gray situation area. by situation. Yeah, yeah, so uh, much gray area. I mean, really tough position for sure. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, you're good. I was just ranting, but yeah. Well, can, that's what. You can that's why you have a podcast. That's like the whole point, right, uh, sure. of having a podcast is to have a space to rant. Uh, Gamma, what, as a support player, as someone who doesn't typically yeah, buy Beats Aegis, um, how did it feel for you? I mean, I obviously don't build them myself, so it doesn't affect what I'm buying so much, but it definitely, um, it definitely did impact draft a good bit. Uh, but at the same time, the characters I play aren't really punishing people with no Aegis too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so to be honest, I, I don't really feel too big of, of, of a difference. You know, it's the difference that I feel is stuff that I wouldn't attribute to there being no Aegis. But uh, there definitely are big differences, right? But I, I'm sure my teammates are the ones who notice them the most. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Barry, you mentioned uh, the draft and Gamma. You did as well. I mean. Susano and Poseidon, two gods who you need Aegis against, uh, certainly performed quite well. But um, as Sharks pointed out in the chat, and, uh, you know, Susano and Poseidon are two picks that have been viable for a little bit. um, Mm -hmm. And they just became more viable uh, with the the situation. So what what makes me... what, What I'm curious to see is when this does become fixed... Do Susano and Poseidon or any other gods that get opened up and prioritized a little bit more during this time period see, like, do they drop back to their pre-bug pick rate or do they stay a little bit higher because players have kind of been like, oh, you know, I really feel like this is working for me. You know, they're kind of in the zone on those gods. They they feel like even with, even with Aegis, uh, they're going to be able to, to continue to perform because so often I feel like there are these gods that are really good and and just aren't seeing play for whatever reason or another. Uh, And then one person starts playing it and then everyone starts playing it. And it's like a top, top end thing. Uh, You know, that, that type of thing. So that's, uh, that's what I'm curious about. Um, Gamma, any, uh, any, or go ahead, Barry. I think it'll be up to the players. Cause I do think, I mean, with Susano, I do think there's some people that are going to stay with it, and then some that are just like, it was just a flavor of the week thing. So I think it'll be up to like the specific jungler mm. or mid laner for what gods they like. But I do think it opens up... Uh, I I want to say I like Smite more without Aegis, but I think I might. Yeah, I've heard it that take a lot. It changes the dynamic so much. And I think that that's it, um, personally, is that I think that 
it just is something different. Uh, and mm, yeah, that, sure. it, I don't think that, do I, you know, without you, without any type of like design, uh, thoughts or, um, this has nothing to do with any of our future plans or anything like that. Just for me as a player perspective, do I think that the game is more fun without Aegis? No. Uh, I personally don't think that. Do I think that it sounds fun to have a new... To, to change a core tenant of the game and try and figure out what that does to everything else in the game because this pillar of the game has been changed... Yeah, that sounds fun. You know, that sounds really exciting and and different. And so I think that it could have been any core pillar, uh, whether it's, you know, a, a relic combination or, you know, a, a, any number of things. If, you're, if you got your ultimate at level 7 instead of level 5, like, I think that there would be a subsect of players that are like, yeah, this actually is way better uh, and I'm really enjoying this. And I think that it's just that, that revitalization Um and that was fair uh that at least that's my opinion um it, it certainly could be differently gamma how do you feel about it um i have a couple opinions about this in general i think it's kind of lame that uh an adc and mid player can load into 99 percent of games and buy beads and agus without really thinking about it at all mm-hmm. and have that be correct the vast majority of the time so I think it would be a really interesting direction to have alternatives, alternative relics that are geared towards carry players that can benefit them in different ways, and then maybe tone back Aegis. I think with how much CC in the game, beads is a necessary thing to have for every carry to buy, but I think that second slot could be freed up a lot if we just added some more tools to experiment with. Yeah, I, I generally agree with that. I agree with your your take on beads is something that I believe we've talked about on the podcast yeah. before. But yeah, we have. Uh, beads is the flash of smite, right? Like, yeah, flash is one hundred percent pick rate in league. Not really one hundred because of some weird champs, but near one hundred percent. It is built into how the game is going to be played at a high level. The same can be said for beads. Um, and I don't personally view that as a huge issue. It's just uh, it's just how it is. Um, I do agree that Aegis is the one that is not as core, uh, and that there are probably some types of alternatives that are, that are possible. Um, and you know, I don't think it's any, the, the design team, we pay close attention to, to what people are talking about and what's happening, you know, at at all levels of play. And I'm not breaking any ground by saying that this certainly sparked some, some conversation for us. And I'm excited to see like what ends up coming of it uh if if anything does um but it it is it is a cool again i would never prefer to have something like this affect pro play um i think uh especially on the morning before people especially on the morning before yeah that's certainly a suboptimal um but you know I, i i think that it's a credit to the admins as well as the pros um for not freaking out um and just you know being being good professionals about it and just kind of taking it and running with it and it's turned into like an interesting it's like an interesting experiment uh that we got to see play out at a high level with stakes um yep which is which is cool and uh and not super common so uh, also making the making making lemonade out of the lemons you know 
Yeah, I wanted to say I'm happy that the esports team decided to announce it and tell the community that it was happening. Because mm-hmm. initially they weren't going to, and we were just going to have to not buy bees and Aegis, which was really awkward. Yes. Uh, I think that was the wrong route to go on, but I'm glad that they like changed their mind and announced it. That way, like the pros aren't getting flack and people fans aren't confused. Like, oh yeah, why doesn't he have Aegis and a Vulcan? Why is he just getting hit by Vulcan? Like, right. Um. Yeah, just quick note. Happy, happy yeah. they did that. Yeah, I think that was the right call for sure. Um, but, you know, hopefully it'll be fixed nice and soon and we can go back to Beads and Agus all the time for backliners. Am I right, fellas? Okay. Uh, before we get into any other individual uh, sets, the big news of the week outside of this weekend of play was that the Scarabs were once again robbed. Their house was robbed by the Tartarus <laughs> Titans. They broke in. They stole human a human being out of the house uh and it was this time around slaney the the coach yeah. for the scarabs uh now for the titans good bear chad was telling me this is their fourth member they have taken out of the scarabs house onto the titans <laughs> yeah that's a that's, that's a, a lot of bugs on the titans they're there. they're majority uh majority scarabs now yeah, yes <laughs> which is really Really crazy to think about. about, Yeah, yeah. it it really is. Um, Four, yeah, four, because there's six potential uh, spots, right? Wow, that is actually wild when you think about it. Just Aurora and Paul, the only two uh, initial Titans members. Um, Gamma, we'll start with you. What was your uh, initial reaction when you you heard this was going down? Um, Well... My my initial reaction, <laughs> I, I obviously feel bad for the Scarabs because it does suck, but I don't think it surprises anyone to hear that you know Benji might not be putting in as much time as someone more committed to coaching would be, and Slaney looking forward to you know he he, he doesn't have a bad reputation, but mm-hmm. you know bu- building a better one mm-hmm. this year it could. You know, if there's roster shakeups next year, get him a better in for the league on a top team, and he's just looking out for himself. And at the end of the day, I'll respect anyone who makes a decision for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah agreed. I'd agree with that, Barry. Uh, I mean, kind of exact same thoughts as Gamma. Um, I don't think Slaney's been on a top team since he coached Ghost and the PBM boys. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is kind of his chance at topness again. I think that Scarabs roster with how many changes it's gone through, like, you literally can't get your footing if you change every, like, two to three months. Like, it's so hard to build synergy and everything. So I, I think it's a really good personal choice for Slaney. And as Gamma said, like, you really can't blame someone for doing what's best for themselves nope. for now and for the future. So, yeah, I don't blame them at all. Um, interesting to see how it changes Titans, if it changes them at all, or if they just need someone... Again, as Gamma said, like a little bit more committed, a little bit more helpful to the boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I largely feel the same way. Um, I think the Titans are a team that their players have usually been very creative. Um, I mean, when you think about the the Cyclone Aurora combination, I know it, it isn't a combination anymore, but the the historic cyclone aurora combination those two have been some of the more um unique and uh individual play styles that we've seen in the league 
that has always been a team that is willing to do things differently. Um, they aren't a team, you know, that core was not one that did not want to be coached or anything like that. I think that there are players in the league that don't really, they're, they're not like anti-coach or anything like that, but they're, they're close at times, you know, uh, not not calling Got them any names in mind. Right. Yeah, no, no, no. No one particularly in mind, okay. but you know. Okay. I, I there just are some players out there. So, so we're sticking with being non-controversial then, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I have a funny I story about controversy, oh. uh, but that's for that's for right after this topic, uh, Gamma. Uh-oh. I'm sure you know where I'm going with that. Um, <laughs> oh, no. The So there are players that are like that. For as few coaches as Aurora and Cyclone have had, uh, mm-hmm. I don't think that they were a part of that crew because when you look at their world championship run in season five, that was coached by Kabam. And I consider Kabam to be one of, if not the best coaches uh, that the SPL has seen. Um, So we know that they are open to that. um, But in the last few years, I think they had oceans as a coach for a little bit last year. They have Benji as the coach this year. Like Gamma said, I don't think it's surprising anybody that uh, that Benji in particular, you know, it, for for my money, the greatest solo laner to ever play, uh, not known for his um, time outside of SPL uh, yeah. that he's dumping into the game. Uh, well, he is known for it, just known that yeah. he did the least of it out of anybody ever. Uh, so, yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, I think that getting another voice on that team especially when they've lost such a strong voice in cyclone spin trying to point them in the right direction is a good idea and pete and slaney has worked with a lot of those guys before because they were there all for his former scarabs players right so it, it does make some sense um but at the same time like uh, like you said barra and 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 gamma did as well slaney hasn't been on a on a particularly successful team in some time so uh who knows how how much of a difference it's really going to make i you know i respect the titans for trying to continue to improve even this late in the season and identifying a weakness and trying to and trying to patch it up um i think the scarabs certainly uh lose i think it's very possible that the scarabs lose more than the titans gain in a situation like this, because Slaney is oh, one of yeah. the few, uh, yeah, you know, remaining members um, and few pillars. But um, also, if you're not the one doing the roster change, you get blindsided by it. It's so much different if you're reacting to it versus initiating right. it. Yes, yes, always. Uh, so you know, hope the Scarabs can can piece it together. And you know, I think that they have looked. They, I thought they looked better uh right before the bye i think they had a pretty rough weekend this weekend um yep. but you know i'm sure actually go ahead their dragon set wasn't bad if i remember correctly yeah their game two i think they should have won um yeah up against the they dragons they, they had a little bit of an into uh that stopped them there but yeah they, they you're right they, they had one of their four games this weekend i thought they had one that they looked pretty good it was against the dragons team that looks good um mm-hmm. but you know, one out of four is going to cut it uh, as we as we get towards the edge. So hopefully, uh, hopefully the scarabs are able to turn it around. Um, and the good news is, as we always say about the Smite World Championship, uh, it only takes one good weekend. Um, mm-hmm. Once you're once you're there, uh, so hopefully yeah, I, that's what will happen. 
Also, I just want to say, hopefully, Scarabs do pick up someone that is a good coach, because I really think them of all the teams in the SPL, they need somebody, like, giving a six voice and a six opinion and maybe just a little bit of, not leadership, but just direction on that team. Yeah. Because, um, I, I mean, from my perspective and from the outside perspective, it kind of looks like they're scrambling, trying to figure out, like, their identity and what they want to do. Which also, I mean, their duo lane's, like, relatively new. I think Sam, I think my chat said, has been on the team since, like, mid-July. And it's scary. And I think Veronica had been on it. Well, Veronica, obviously. But I think Scary's been on it all year. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, they just, I don't know. They just need a bit of direction. I do think that team will be good eventually, but I don't think it will be this split. Yeah. Well, bad news. Uh, this is the last one. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's this and then world stuff. I, so, don't have a lot of time. Like, in my opinion, I think they're, like, secured eighth. And then with the Valks win over Kings, I think they're, like, our biggest opponent right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We're, six we're definitely, uh, six is a little bit contentious. Mm-hmm. Honestly, okay, with our rise, we might get, both of us might get higher oh. than six. I do feel like both who of our teams be, um, are on the up and up. Who would who, 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 be the team going below us, then? Would that be... If you guys, it, it would be the it would be the Titans, yeah. Yeah, it would be the, it would Titans. Be the Titans. Yeah, it's possible. Shake on it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> is this good. is this official collusion? Don't, no one it. tell Vinny, okay? No one tell Vinny that this happened. I don't know if it's technically collusion or not. Uh, yeah, the Titans what, and the Bolts are both at four and five. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and the Valkyrie is sitting at two and seven. So Valk's got to have yeah. a have a pretty good ending. But as we covered, I mean, certainly possible. You know. Mm-hmm. It's all in the cards. If Gamma is able to stay home and healthy, yeah, uh, yeah, at the, at yeah, the same yeah, time, yeah, you know, mostly the healthy. He's able thing. to get COVID over. R- no, no, not that one. Oh, um, oh, healthy. Sorry. Yeah. So yesterday, Gamma, I I messaged Gamma yesterday asking <laughs> if he wanted to come on the podcast and he on, on Discord and he messaged me back. It was like, yeah, sounds good. I'll, I was like, all right, sweet, that'll be great. And then I right after I messaged you. And okay, you said yes. It was I, you I open up Twitter, and my top tweet, the top tweet on my timeline, is oh. you quote tweeting that Steve has blocked you and calling it and saying pussy. Right out, <laughs> the literal top tweet on my timeline. I'm like, oh my lord, of course. But it was, you know, it it just meant good content, uh, as far as I know. I'm I, I'm not going to ask you to go into the whole story or anything like that, but. I did want to, you know, you you said on broadcast that you want to be the the SPL villain. You want to start the the villain arc a little bit. Is this just uh, one of your many steps into into that the heel role of the SPL? I mean, Zaman's a guy who likes to who, who likes to dish it out a lot, right? But you know, a little spam ton, and I guess it was too much for him. So. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's, it's, okay. it's, the, it's that day. Gamma know? is one hundred percent correct here. The amount of times I've been spammed on by that dueling together, yeah, right, is a lot. Yeah, uh, I miss yeah, two I auto mean... attacks and Ronnie spam taunting me, bro. <laughs> Ronnie has always <laughs> been a spam taunter, even and in the it, SCC. In our set against him this weekend, I um I tried to blink Cabal at Panatom. And the thing happened where he took the damage, but he Susano dashed right mm. through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Rangi was there, right to the left, clapping <laughs> and taunting, like. <laughs> and and so I mean, I I I pull up to scrims this this, this week. Um, we 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 beat him in the first game, and I, I'm spam tying the whole time. And then and then after the game, he says he says something along the lines of, uh. 
cut the ego, um, mm. you gotta <laughs> gain some respect in the league before you can come spam taunt me. As if I need his permission, <laughs> right? I mean, and so naturally next game, when we kill him in lane, I taunt him again, and he just closes his game. I, I, oh. I, I don't know. Oh, no. I don't, I, I don't know. And that, that's pretty much all there is to it. That is awesome. That is that's awesome. juicy. I mean, hey, you know, like I said, Steve... Look, we're, we're friends with every SPL player here on the podcast. You know, Steve's been on the show. We're happy to have you yeah, on the show, yeah. Gamma. Uh, but I'm here for it. Uh, there there should be more SPL drama and that kind of stuff. And it's not a, you know, that I that is all absolutely inbounds uh, stuff. And we're not talking about the former Scarab support. Um, I mean, I will be, I will be a... Uh absolutely gunning to knock him out of worlds that would be that would be the cherry oh. on top so that would be, i'm, I'm coming for steven i'm coming for steven well i'm looking forward to that rematch then uh once we get to closer and closer to the world championship that mm-hmm. that'll be a good one uh that's for sure that is so funny that he just closed that insta closed the game bear have you ever insta closed your game in scrims no I've wanted to a lot, but I have not. <laughs> yeah, I've, that's I've so many times. That's, I've that's, just like, that's the ADC life. Yeah, bro. Like <laughs> the the third the third time you get a uh, three man ganked in a row. Yep. Like, <laughs> your team's not coming to your purple. They have decided that regardless yeah, of what happened yeah. earlier, if we're playing off solo not, this yeah. game. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Vera. We can't go to those purples anymore. We'll defend the reds, but those purples oh. <laughs> a little too All, far. I'll say um, I'll, I'll I'll give a little shout out to Jacob here. He's probably the most resilient ADC player <laughs> I think I've ever seen. Because we'll be sometimes you know we're pretty bad at giving him help, and he he sits over there and he takes it on the chin. So that sometimes you just need that uh, the iron mental over there in yep. the duo lane, and uh, yep. well, a lot of times I feel like in in the duo lane, Barra surely just being told that you know hey we got their blue like that's worth it right yeah Yeah, i love that yeah that really does a lot for me look okay as long as you're getting totems i'm fine Mm. like if you're getting totems in neutral camps that's fine but there's two people in my lane the entire game and we're not getting neutrals like what are we doing you know like what's Mm. even the point of playing if i'm stuck under my tower and we're not doing anything on the map that's the worst actually if you're stuck in your tower and your team's not doing anything on the map that's just like you're that's just an l but yeah i i can imagine wow is like the most numb ADC at this point. Like, he doesn't care <laughs> yeah. what happens. He's just there. Yeah. He's just riding he's, the ride, He's been bro. through the rainer. Yeah. That's, uh, hey, valuable to have over there in the mm-hmm. duo lane, for oh, sure. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, did want to talk a little bit about uh, the expanded SPL schedule. Uh, I believe the rest of the phase... Yeah, wait, are there only two more weeks in the phase? Two Is weeks. That... Yep. Holy yep. cow. That's right. Jam-packed. That's like, that's like nothing. Yep. Well, we've got uh, a lot of games... They're going to triple header weekends now, Agar. Can you believe that? Man. Triple headers. Hey, it, for what the caster like perspective, a, Gamma. Yeah, I agree. For the casters, every, no, no, every no, weekend is a triple header automatically I know, I know. because of I SCC. Was, I'm... I, it's a lot. I'm not disagreeing with I you. I was actually, I was, I was actually making more of a joke. Right. No, I know. We have it sometimes. <laughs> no, don't, don't put that narrative out there. We have <laughs> well, it so difficult. Okay? Well, we, 
let's, let's be honest. We play video games. No, it's really the... Gamma, please. Gamma. You can't, Barrett, you can't put that well, out on. there, man. Barrett, you can't let them know. All you got to do is tell everyone that the scrim schedule has gotten so much worse this year. There are like, oh, aren't yeah. there a lot of 11 a.m. scrims this season? Mm-hmm. Oh, they got us so waking early. up. That is terrible. 11 on the dot. And when is that going until? 11 to what is the block? Two. Um, oh yeah. my lord! And then sometimes people are double blocking. We right? double block today, man. Double. We have a double block tomorrow. Like, oh goodness, what's even the point, man? Yeah. <laughs> How do you guys do it? Wow, just too much practice. Just unbelievable. Uh, I'm I'm making fun of you guys, and I'm wearing like a wrist mm-hmm. brace because I've been doing too much like stuff on my computer, and I'm old, and I think that I like have carpal oh, tunnel or something like that. And it's bit, dude, it is so annoying. I had to write, I had to, t- I have so much stuff to type up, and I just like took a took a break from it for a couple hours because my, yeah. what do you do when your wrist just starts hurting all the time? You know, like yeah, getting old is yeah, point. It, it, it's just ridiculous at this point. No one should have to get old. It's just it's just nonsense. Um, yeah. Anyways, the, with only two weeks left, uh, that means triple headers on su- Saturdays and Sundays, but games also on Thursdays as well as Fridays. So that makes what uh, four, eight, and then three each on Saturday and Sunday. So I mean, we got a lot of SPL coming. Fourteen games of SP- sets of SPL every week. Is that is that math right? Yeah. I'm not sure, yeah. Yeah, six plus eight. Yeah, that'll do it. Um, what do you, like, this week, uh, I guess we could just go, because every game, particularly for both of your teams, matters so yeah. much, trying to battle for that sixth spot. Uh, Gamma, you guys go up against the Oni mm-hmm. Warriors on Friday, and then Barra, you guys have the Kings. So two teams that each other beat this last weekend, uh, and potentially uh, mental spiraled, uh, you know, you you'll never working know. Together. Working together, uh, d- just as previously said. Um, the ladder. The Warriors looking so unbeatable against everybody except the Bolts. It feels like like you guys yeah. just have their number. Uh, Game two was crazy. We were thirteen k down at that firefight. We won. I did like a five k damage solo and won won the fight. It was pretty good, but uh, pretty lucky, I think. I just think they're they had just a mental block against us somehow i mean look again as i said friends with everybody uh love the oni warriors fellas i really don't know how that core of dardes nika vote hasn't absorbed the 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 pk PK, like you know like getting reverse swept uh energy I feel like so many players and so many cores, and it's a testament to to how likable those guys are, uh, that I feel like if, like, Barra, let's just say your team got reverse swept back-to-back years, uh, Mm -hmm. every Reddit thread would have you guys as chokers that you lost. Every single one. Uh, And I don't see it for the Warriors, which is always a little bit surprising to me. Uh, But, so, I, I think that they're, you know... Until they are able to to have the 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 mental fortitude to get there and finish a big world set and that kind of stuff, that question's always gonna linger uh, in in the back of my mind at the very least. Um, yeah. Yeah. Once that game one happened, I was like, oh no, 
something's happening. And then the game two happened, and for the majority of game two, I was like, oh no, we're gonna lose this set. Like, it just, it, things weren't clicking, and we were just like, not doing good map plays, and we were just responding, and not really doing anything. Then the firefight started happening, and I was like, wait, these are actually winnable somehow. Like, mm. this is crazy. And then game three happened, we just stomped them, so that was nice. It's it's always nice to have, like, a clean game as a bottom team, because I do think we are a bottom team right now. Mm. Um, so having those clean games, like, really gives the team a lot of confidence. Mm. Yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll see with the with the Warriors. But, Gamma, what a... So so you've kind of learned the recipe now from the Bolts, yeah. I suppose, on how to beat the Warriors, which is deal, deal have a 5k damage soul ult, um... Steal yeah. a fire giant uh, and be 13k down. Um, should be pretty easy for you this weekend, right? Yeah, well, you know, historically, the Onians are one of the teams we've been able to do better against, um, you know, take games off of, or they were our first uh, set win other than the Levi's that we got in the SVL. So I definitely think, even though they look so strong, uh, I think we have a very good shot of, of, of still of still taking the set. And as, as for specific plans or anything, you know, obviously I, I can't get into... No, of like course that. not. Of course not. And I would never ask you to, that's for sure. Um, and Barra, you guys know how to beat the Kings. Um, you just have to uh, get an EFG, uh, kill four people, have two of your yeah. tanks int to the fountain... Uh, not be oh, able to that, end. I forgot. Back up, lose EFG. Oh, what happened? Uh, <laughs> then start trading the siege. Um, and win the DPS race on the Titan. That's all you've got to do in order to beat the Kings. I mean, that sounds a little harder than them beating Warriors. In my <laughs> opinion, that sounds like a. Well, yeah. I mean, oh, the Kings are good. So are the Warriors, though. Yeah. Dude, I mean, that that game was wild. I'm sorry. I know that I was yeah, just kind of yeah, me and yeah. ask you a question, but Gamma, I did. I can't believe I forgot to ask you about it because I was rewatching it right before that we went live here. That game ending was absolutely wild. Uh, but you guys kind of were going off uh, for the vast majority of that game. You know, I thought yeah. I thought that that you looked really good during that set uh, in particular. Oh, Aqua, um, by the way, yeah, Aqua, Aqua was going yeah. absolutely crazy. Right. Absolutely okay. crazy. He might have the best rotations in solo right now. No troll. Like, he is... Every time you guys are semi-losing a fight, I don't know if it's planned, but, like, that man is always no, no. showing Aqua, up. Aqua... Aqua's always, always been... Even when I was playing SEC, he's always been so consistent at just getting mm -hmm. the job done. You know, even when we would leave him alone, because we played with Andy, and he wouldn't... I After the first... The very first blue buff of the game... I don't think he would go over there to another blue buff and Aqua would still <laughs> get it done, get to the fights and make something happen. And um, yeah, when, when he turns up, he can definitely just take control of a game. Uh, what and, I'm learning is your that, side yeah. lanes have immunity to mental damage. <laughs> yep, yep. They're, they're, they're unbreakable. But how about the mid lane, Gamma? That's the question that that makes me think of, you know? Well, if, if you need to have mental immune side lanes, what does that say about the mid lane, you know? Well, I, I mean, when we were... Uh, obviously, we're not dominating right now by any means, <laughs> but uh, our losses were a lot, a lot worse earlier in the year, and, and, and we were definitely like, you know, having some struggles back back then, but I'd say everyone's doing fine now, and there hasn't been any sort of like internal big arguments or issues 
no, uh, no, no, no. I'm for sure. For a long time now, yeah. No, no. I, I mean, Benny, uh, Benny's personality yeah. is uh is out there for ev- for everyone to see and with all of his memes and that kind of stuff on twitter and uh i was really just just joking about it um he i think that uh you know the- we do got to figure out a way to get him to start placing i don't know if you knew this he has an average of three wards a game three no wards. Yeah, yes yeah. him him and nika are the two lowest in the league they both they're yeah. tied at three well, now he's got to be the. Surely he's going to yeah. do less so that he beats. Are they Nika, competing right? for less? Like, yeah, who can do it? Who can do it? It's getting ridiculous. I mean, surely it is more important to be warding as a mid laner than uh, than as a solo laner. Like as a solo laner, well, if your if your jungle tracking is good enough and your mid laner is communicating well enough, you could feasibly get away without those wards. You don't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. Let me be clear. You get them for free, right? They're free place uh-huh. him but well well if you asked benny he would say it sharpens his game sense ah you know? yes it, oh. it, it's you know it makes him better <laughs> to not have words actually so uh-huh. there you go yeah, it kind of makes sense you know i hope there's, uh, logic there. there's a little bit of logic hey yeah. jungle tracking a, a very important skill to have even in ranked if you want to climb is uh, is understanding where the jungler could be at any given time I would not recommend doing it in SPL, uh, like challenging yourself in that way, but that's that's sometimes how it's got to be, I suppose. Yeah, going back to that game three against the Kings, though, Gamma, what a... Yeah. Talk talk me through that that whole end game, because it looked like it was over, like, easily. Well, obviously, there was some mistakes, right? (laughs) Let's get that out of the way. Let's get that out out of the way right now. So we killed four of them, and there's just BMT and Aqua's chasing him, and the rest of us were running up solo, and we thought we could just end. Um, maybe we should have just let Aqua come with us and just tried to four v one at Titan, but we thought because all of us were really low, mm-hmm. um, so we thought maybe Aqua tries to kill him, and then Richard nearly got him. At the Titan Room, he, uh, with most dashes and jumps, if you jump, Daji will not teleport to you. Right. But Yuhan's 3 oh, is kind of yeah. weird. Yuhan's, no, 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 I'm going to defend him a little bit because Yuhan's no, 3, no, yeah. No, yeah, Yuhan's 3 is very weird in a couple yeah. ways. Like, it can immune a Neethalt, and yep. so th- there's there's something weird there where, like, he TP'd even though the damage didn't happen and the jump went off. Um, and if he killed him, we do end. And then me dying right after that was just, I was just like, I saw blood. I was like, oh, we can win. You know, wishful thinking, call it. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I just I just ran in there and just uh, threw my life away. And uh, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, what you got well, it, was, it was just a whole bunch of mistakes. It, in the cam, you can see Wowie, like, kind of, like, shake yeah. his head and, like, you know, all that kind of stuff. Did you guys think, like, oh, man, we totally beefed it. Like, it, we lost? Um, well, I remember <laughs> I remember right right after, um, I, I, I think I said, well, you want to look for the back door? Because <laughs> 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 we knew they were going to get EFG, but um, yeah. uh, they were pretty scared of the back door, so they were just staying, like, on their side of the map. And we were, like, mm-hmm. hiding in the jungle looking for a pick and stuff. And I think we played the end, like, really well in order to, like, pressure them in their base and not let them be the aggressors and 
we just ended up winning the team fight and well there was someone split pushing so it wasn't really an even team fight but we managed to get it done quick enough to uh win the base race so any uh do you could you give me your honest confidence level that you were going to kill titan before netroid did like pretty sure 100 <laughs> percent. not sure at all I had zero idea. I, I was just <laughs> I was running in their blind faith that we would that we would win the pace race because you know at the end of the day if we yep. lose it you know what what am I gonna do about it after mm-hmm. right you right. know you you either go for it full confidence or you know it it ends up hurting you that you didn't. Yep. Yep. Hey, always. Uh... Always prefer to lose being on the offensive than uh, than being on the defensive. So I'm a, I'm a fan of it. I'm glad it worked out. It was uh, it was an entertaining end, for sure. Um, as we're getting coming to the enter, the end of this very entertaining podcast that everyone loves uh, oh, so geez. much. Um, League Worlds did happen uh, this yeah. last weekend. Gamma, I know you were watching. Bear, I don't know if you uh, got a chance to watch the games at all. The finals? Did you watch? watch three of them and then i kind of knew that t1 was gonna lose and then i would sleep holy crap this guy's an you alpha called man. it after game yeah. three yeah you i called, called it. it i could see it i could see it i was you, just you, like yeah unbelievable yeah, you, you saw happening. it in their faces yeah you could just yep. tell gamma what a, a like i guess we should try and keep this at least somewhat uh smite related yeah. my thought isn't necessarily on the finals actually on the semifinals, but uh for for the finals themselves and just watching league like uh, worlds and all that kind of stuff, do you feel like you learn uh, anything by watching these these other teams in a different MOBA uh, that you can apply to to your games in the SPL at all? Um, well, I, I don't really understand league at a super high level. I I, I know what's going on, but I'm sure there's a million things I'll miss. There are some things. That I pick up and I think, oh, wouldn't it be cool if you could try doing something similar to that in Smite on like a macro level? Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing that I remember just jumping out in League Worlds this year. I mean, I it, it was it was ups and downs all over the place. I was getting I was getting hype. Um, Dude, I couldn't believe all the yeah all the objective the, steals when, and all that kind of stuff. What, when he came and stole the second Baron with the, I was so excited because I thought they had it. I thought they had that Baron and they were gonna win. Yeah. But he stole the second one and that was just ridiculous. Yeah, Guma Guma had such a good objective set. Yeah. Uh, thought he was not as good as he had been previously. Uh, had I thought T1's bot lane was a little like weaker than I expected. Um, but man, I couldn't believe how hard Zayas got gapped. Uh top side yeah like king yeah. was just so crazy um the one thing that i was going to say was not in t1's final but in in the semi-final that they had um was that against jdg i, I think uh, it was, uh are you talking about t1 or drx yeah t1 t1, t1 semifinal. played played jdg yeah, yeah t so t1 um they three won uh jdg in the semifinals. and game one t1 was Getting these really good picks, you know, they have this pick-centric comp. They would get, they would sometimes get a kill for like one flash and an ultimate, or two kills for a couple flashes and a couple ultimates. 
And then JDG would just win these 3v5 fights or 4v5 fights like over and over and over again. And I feel like when I play, that is like the most, that is one of the hardest things to overcome mentally is like you feel like you're doing all these things right and then you still they like why can't we just win this fight that we're favored in you know that's like the most annoying way to lose in my opinion yeah and i thought that t1 might be host after that game one just because that that type of game is so mentally draining and i was just so unbelievably impressed with their adjustment in game plan because right after that they started picking the rise for faker but the big thing was that their their macro game plan just so clearly became you guys are better at team fighting than us and that's fine with us we aren't going to team fight they didn't team fight them a single time for two games straight after that and just annihilated them um by playing the map a lot better and just playing away from the strengths of of jdg and i thought that was such an impressive showing of being able to adjust your game plan uh, knowing how to execute on a completely different play style. And because League is such a slower game yeah. and a, such a bigger map, you can do things like that more easily than you can in Smite. But yeah. I think that, you know, it's not about, oh, we should play the map like T1 plays their map, in my opinion. It's like, how, look at how T1 identified what JDG is better than them at doing. And just picks picked a strategy and committed to a strategy that completely circumvents that strength. Just like doesn't play on that axis at all. Uh, obviously, that is like unbelievably difficult to do, and I don't think that every yeah. every team, even in league, with all the money and the resources and the practice time in the world, are able to do. Um, but I don't know. I thought that that was something that is transferable um, MOBA to MOBA. It was that type of adjustment from them. Yeah, it'd be cool if you could split push better in Smite. Actually, probably not. I was gonna say, do you want that? Yeah, it, it's um, yeah. there. There's a whole archetype of characters that you know they're top laners, and their whole thing is they stay there and they just split push the whole game, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and I just couldn't see that being a thing in Smite. The closest thing you'll get is is a Chernabog, pretty much, yep. right? Yeah. But yep. um, other than that one character, I think it's um. I think a lot of the macro stuff you see in League just wouldn't work out in Smite. Uh, largely, I think, because even when you get to those later points in the game, laning is still a very important thing. You know, you'll see teams, a lot of times they'll do a 1-3-1 one, one split, um, and it's very important what's happening in, in those lanes, and it's not just you can just shove it for free and then walk away. And yeah. I think Smite's just a different game in that. Uh, you just insta-clear the waves, and then, sure, it matters a lot where you're rotating around to and which objectives you're at when, but um, League, League you, you said League was a slower game, and I think it boils down to that. Uh, there's there's just a lot more possibilities, I feel like, yeah. in that regard. Yeah, they, there's a lot less um, interaction at... Uh, you can avoid interaction much more easily in League than you can in Smite. And I would view constant interaction to be a pillar of Smite's gameplay. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, we talk I about it all the time. With, like four minutes. Yeah, like and, pushing to go and clear, you know, having laners clear jungle camps in the downtime between waves yeah. is something that is not yeah, that, seen in League, but is is crucial to Smite. You know what I mean? 
And yeah. I, I might have said that in in a negative way, but I don't mean it to be a negative. No, way. not at all. That's 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 the that's one of the reasons I like Smite so much is because uh, it 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 has that accelerated pace and it makes it more fun to me. Yep, agreed. Yeah, agreed. Um, I was sad that my boy Faker lost though. I did want to see Faker win. Yeah, um, it's always that. One of my favorite parts about watching um, other esports or esports in general is seeing the emotion from players. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, all, a lot of the greatest moments in 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 uh, in Smite, right? I just remember a bunch of Kiva Fred pop offs because I feel like mm-hmm. there's there's not many players in Smite that pop off that hard. You know, Adapting popped off. You know, that whole team, like, or I guess just Raffer as well. Yeah, and then and then seeing. Whether it's winning or losing, just seeing the just emotion, it really reflects. It really reflects the passion, and it, it, it's it's like inspiring and motivating in a way uh, to improve myself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's that's. I'm kind of rambling, but you you get the idea. Again, that's what yeah. that's the whole point of podcasts. Um, yeah, I think it's also that the whole point of esports. That too. Um, I think that. Uh, I've had this debate with a lot of different people over the years on, you know, you see like the shots of Caria like crying yeah. on stage after they lose and all that kind of stuff. And there's so yeah. much like, oh, why are they showing this? Like the guy's going through a tough time. Like don't, don't put it on display. But I, I disagree uh, so wholeheartedly because it's not coming from a place of cruelty. Yeah. I think it is coming from a place of this is what, you know, this is what it means to these people. Yeah. Um, and I think you're right to, to view it as inspiring. That's the way that I do it. And, you know, they are there to, the, the cameras are there to help illustrate the story. And that is the story. And I think that anybody, you know, whether it's Caria in that situation or if someone loses at Smite Worlds and cries on stage or, you know, during an interview or anything yeah. like that, like, I think anybody who... Uh, would look down on someone in that situation. Exactly. Uh, I just kind of feel bad for them because they clearly have never bought into something so completely um, to be overwhelmed whenever, you know, it doesn't go the way that you've worked so hard for it to go towards. Um, I think that it's, it's, you know, I went to school to to become like a, a news anchor, basically, or to be like a, a broadcast journalist. And we had a lot of classes talking about how to, you know, how do you go and do an interview with someone whose house just burned down and like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and so many people say that these things are really cruel. And I suppose at some level it is, but uh, that doing it, the, you know, there's obviously... A, going too far and like uh the wrong times and all that kind of stuff but just because someone is having a tough time uh does not mean that it should be hidden um i think that it's it's healthy for us to embrace those things uh if everyone can be mature and normal and not weird about it but uh you know i think the problem is everyone's not mature and normal about it and i think that the internet as a whole is pretty cruel yep most of the time um so true so i mean I, i do agree with your points but i i do think it should be majority the team that's winning, and then you can like show the team that lost occasionally. Yeah. But I don't think they should be focusing on the person that lost. Yeah, Get I will say, yeah, um, yeah, I I haven't seen a single person 
say anything negative about you know Kara's display of emotion. Mm-hmm. The only thing I, I see people say is, "Oh, you guys shouldn't have shown that, right?" But I think um, saying that kind of implies that there's something for him to be embarrassed about, or he shouldn't be doing that. He should be hiding that he's you know, getting emotional. But mm-hmm. I I genuinely have not seen a single person be you know say something mean about him for that or mm-hmm. anything like that. So yeah, I don't really see a problem with it. But then again, um, you know I, I I've never. I, I still haven't competed this world's should I make it hopefully mm. <laughs> um, wouldn't would be the first time I would play live right and maybe even just being a player my perspective is different but I agree with Edgar I don't see anything really wrong with it dude I'm so amped for worlds in person man holy crap it is gonna yeah. be so awesome oh I'm I cannot wait I, every time I think about it I get so amped up uh yeah. Maybe, maybe they pull you back on for the analyst desk or something. Hey, you know, we'll see. Um, we'll see. I've told them that I am available to, to to work or, you know, help out in any way. You know, I don't think that I'll be doing any casting or anything like that. Um, but you mm-hmm. never know. Um, uh, I, I'm I mean, just happy for, for the guys who, you know, I, I was lucky enough to cast in front of a crowd a lot um, yeah. in my career. And, you know, guys like uh mifflin you know miffs never casted in front of a crowd uh at all dave and gore did for paladins but haven't gotten a chance to for smite j max done some like collegiate stuff at worlds uh but hasn't gotten to cast like you know a quarter or semi or a final or anything like that um yeah and obviously charlie's brand new so it, it it is unlike anything else i've ever experienced in my entire life uh and i would be lying if i said i wasn't I know for a fact that I'm going to be sitting in that crowd unbelievably jealous uh, of the guys yeah. who are up there and, and doing it. Um, but I would be, you know, I'm jealous of every commentator who gets to do it in front of a live crowd because that's been, that was the highlight of my career. Uh, and I'm just really excited that these guys get to experience it um, for the first time. And I'm excited for you, Gamma, to get to play in front of a crowd. Yeah. Like I can only imagine how that feels. Uh Man, it's gonna be. So I, much fun. I I can only imagine too for now. Yep, it's gonna be great. Uh, you you'll be there, I believe. Um, all right, it's time to go to our random questions of the week. Of course, we get these from our Patreon Discord. If you want to submit your question or talk with uh, talk with us, talk with our community, all that kind of stuff, Patreon.com/backliners is the place to go to get the link and uh, subscribe there. Um, we had one. Uh, this was from. Let's see. Oh, maybe this was just in our conversation in our post podcast hangout from last week. But I remember this came up. What a what a dark way to end this show. Although we got more questions after this. Uh, what famous person's death made you the saddest? Uh, I remember us talking about this last week. Um, uh, go ahead, Barry. That one's pretty easy for me. Uh, lead singer Lincoln Park. Yep. Now I think that. Uh, that one definitely mike uh i don't i i wasn't a huge lincoln park fan so i feel bad that i didn't uh i didn't uh yeah. remember i don't remember his name but chester chester that's oh chester right yeah. now mike i don't know i'm trolling um yeah mike's a rapper guy um, oh right yeah i just astronomically huge lincoln park fan growing up mm-hmm. and like 
I didn't really understand the lyrics of Linkin Park songs growing up, because I was just more of like, oh, this sounds cool. I like the way that this sounds, and it, like, I don't know, it's just good. Mm-hmm. And then knowing all the troubles he went through growing up, and the true, I guess, meaning and the lyrics of the songs really changed everything, especially, like, as someone who struggles constantly with depression, knowing the lyrics of the songs and just, like I said, everything that he was going through behind the scenes mm-hmm. and just kind of knowing that, like, money, fame, like, love from fans, like, all that stuff's not enough for some people. Like, it's a very scary thought. Mm-hmm. And just the fact that people go through experiences that painful and can't win is terrifying to me. So that his death really, like, hit a chord with me. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good answer. Um, one one of my I I had two that instantly came to mind. One of mine is is very similar to that, and and Robin Williams, um, mm-hmm. you know, just such a such an awesome awesome dude, and really enjoyed his work. And same same sort of story. Um, and then, uh, I mean, I got to shout out the boy Steve Irwin. Um, oh yeah. yeah, that that one was like, a, you know, I was a lot younger, but it was like it just came as such a such a surprise and that was someone that like my family and i used to watch all the time and all that kind of stuff so uh yeah i remember that one uh made made making me pretty sad that that was not mm. ideal for us uh gamma how about for you um it kind of is making me feel a little bad but i i i kind of can't think of any anyone that's totally that's fine fair. a lot yeah. of people like my my wife before like when we first started dating, she literally, and it's not like she knows a bunch of them now, but like she could not name a single actor, actress, like celebrity, like, yeah. you know, she had shows she watched and she liked that one guy, but she doesn't know anything, you know, she doesn't know his name or yeah. anything like that. Um, so I mean, I'll, that's going good. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll like know actors and stuff. And to, to be honest, I, up until now, I always thought Linkin Park was the name of a guy. <laughs> I, I never knew it was that. No. maybe i'm a little clueless right but uh, i love uh, that guy lincoln you know lincoln park that is so funny holy crap i, I always thought that um two sides of the coin right here baby yeah. oh, oh man that is really funny though that is so. Oh my god! I've got a million ideas of how to how, of how Poor to use Lincoln, that. Man. Poor old Lincoln, dude. Can't I'm, get I'm, can't catch a break. That is hilarious. I'm sure as time goes on, some like celebrities who I, you know, have followed their work for longer mm-hmm. and stuff, you know, I'll be impacted at some point. But as of right now, there's not really been one that I think I've been uh, too attached to to where. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, that's fair. Um, Arminius asks, uh, I am well known for caring way too much about way too little. Uh, that, that is a good way to put it. And that is true. What's something that you couldn't bring yourself to care about, Wait. even if you tried. Can I answer for you? Sure. A billionaire's happiness. Oh yeah. Well, no, I care a lot. I think they shouldn't have oh. any. Oh, that's uh, fair. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. I feel very strongly that they shouldn't be able to find any at all. And that's why I, I'm so happy that Elon Musk is so clearly, uh, oh, an no. unhappy person. What an absolute moron that guy is. <laughs> Holy crap. What a, oh, I could go on I could do three hours of just talking about how yeah. pathetic his life yeah. is. Opposite I, I agree. Opposite. Yeah, opposite, opposite. What, opposite. Can, you not care what about? can I not care about even if I tried? Um mm-hmm. 
I don't know. That's a tough one. Does anything come to mind for either for either of you guys of things that you, someone starts talking about something and you're just like, I just don't care, man. Like, I just, uh, I just can't be asked. Most drama, I'll find it's interesting for like five seconds, and I'm just like, I CBA. Like, I just mm. don't care anymore. It's just, it's just exhausting after a while. Like, it's not like real life drama. Like, there's always gonna be internet drama and whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, I'd say like live stream fail. Like the like. Mizkiff drama and all that stuff like I just don't care like mm. I I genuinely don't I, like they have enough money to do whatever they want and then they're just like doing all these crazy things for more views and it's just that's so not something I'm okay with I guess it's just I don't know yep like I just don't like those personality types I guess fair enough uh Gamma anything like that for you yeah um I guess I I guess uh, there's probably a bunch of things that I couldn't care about if I tried, but those Apparently things. It's and, and those, yeah, I was <laughs> I was actually about to say like um, like people who are super fans of of, of celebrities and they mm. get like really into you know they follow all their relationships and stuff and personal lives. I I don't think I I would ever be able to get that invested into a. Mm-hmm into someone i i don't know in in that way yeah that's good that's a good one um you know there are definitely people who like i celebrities who i have never met who i like keep up with what projects they're working on and that kind of stuff but i certainly not enough to care about you know if they break up with their fiance i'm like oh damn that sucks hope they're good all right i totally understand that there are like plenty of you know celebrities who they come out with new music i'll just always listen to it you know no matter what but um i i suppose getting more than that just uh i never quite get sure that's fair um i did think of a of one but i do want to preface this because this one uh is a little it may be a little bit different um i don't think there's a single thing in the entire world that i could if i knew more about it and someone who was passionate about it, like, wanted to talk to me about it, uh, I don't think there's anything that I really could not bring myself to care about. Um, But for me, as I am now, um, the world of, like, fashion does not interest me in any way, shape, or form. Um, It's such a foreign thing. And, you know, obviously there are a lot of very... uh, very successful people and i don't think that it's a it's a area that doesn't have any talent or anything like that i'm sure there are a lot of really interesting things that we could that i could learn about it um but it doesn't no part of me is driven to learn more uh, about like the fashion industry so i'm also i would be mine do you want to go yeah you can go bro i was i was gonna say a, a piece of what you said is uh listening to someone who's passionate about pretty much anything you know we'll just be entertaining mm-hmm. seeing someone get excited about something and like explain it that's that's just cool to listen to agreed yeah, there agreed. is like no hobby uh yeah. that is too lame um that if you are like engaging and uh you know willing to to share and like talk uh excitedly about that i think that uh you should be able. You'll be able to find people who are, who are willing to buy in at least a little bit, no matter what. Um, 
Yeah, I think for sure. my two, to add to what you were saying earlier about fashion, is cars and guns. Oh, yeah, those oh. are good ones. Oh, that that's a very, yeah. No, those are two super good ones. Those are really me. good. I will never care about either of those. Yeah. Things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, cars, like, I'd like a good one. Yeah, they, get, they, they get you from point A to point B. Yeah, I like drive. You know, I, I like to drive. Uh, I don't need to know about all the million different types of cars. Like, I would like to have a nice, like, electric car that uh, specifically um, doesn't, like, mow down pedestrians on its auto drive capabilities. Uh, oh. That sounds great to me. I um, know where you're <laughs> that sounds awesome i would love a car like that it's not like i don't want an expensive car uh i just don't i'm just not obsessed with it um but i know a lot of people who are um timmy two shots asked if someone invited you to a coffee shop after lunch what drink are you getting uh gamma um you know i i think i've only taken one sip of coffee ever in, in my whole life uh it was it was during some school trip uh you know we were up in the morning and one of my friends had coffee and that's if if i wanted some and i tried to sip and ever since then i've just never tried it again so <laughs> i have zero idea that's that's fair water yeah I, some yeah, water, I'm getting some... water i'm getting some nice water <laughs> nothing wrong with that respectable answer yeah. yep barry how about for you uh, I'm getting something cold, regardless of the temperature outside. Mm. Uh, you know, probably some oat milk, probably some caramel or vanilla creamer. Mm. And yeah, that's basically it. Um, what me and Destiny get from Dunkin' or what she gets me is like, it's got like unsweetened vanilla shots in it, and then uh, some oat milk, and I think some like Splenda or mm. whatever this. It's like stevia, I think. Mm. Whatever those mm-hmm. sweeteners. I can't um, stand those like yeah. fake sugar sweeteners. I feel like they they have such a distinct like aftertaste in my mouth that yeah. I just can't I can't get over. I wish I could. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't. I, I did the thing where I just like instantly have such a strong reaction. I apologize. Um, I'm with Gamma though. Uh, I don't drink coffee. Um, never have. Uh, I've had more than one sip, but um, yeah, ne- never liked coffee. Uh, don't don't don't. Um, drink like espresso or anything like that if it's cold outside uh catch me slam in a hot chocolate though um hot chocolate is good i love oh, hot yeah, chocolate I'll, I'll definitely go for a hot chocolate dude mm-hmm. gamma i've got a hot i've got a place with some really good hot chocolate that's local that i can uh, that i can let you know about bear i can I tell you too to but <laughs> yeah let's go me and gamma well, are going to get some hot well, chocolate together <laughs> well i don't know how cold it gets in a in the in the georgia winters but it, you know get I, I, I guess i'll It'll get chilly, not cold. Uh, you're Canadian, you're Canadian, right, Gamma? Well, well, I was, I was gonna say, you know, I'm Canadian, so I, I'm obliged to be elitist about right. how cold it gets. You know, right? <laughs> how, okay, but here's a key for me. Do you, if I tell you the temperature in Fahrenheit, are you instantly just like, I don't know what that means? Um, my only reference point is because our thermostat inside was in Fahrenheit, so. Mm. We would always have it at 72 inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and other than that, if it strays too far, I'll have no idea. Okay. That's uh, Snoopy, one of my good friends. Uh, love, the, love the guy to death. Um, we When he was living uh, here at the United House for SPL, 
I'd be like, yo, Snoops, you want to go golfing? Like, it's going to be, it's going to be nice. It's going to be like mid seventies and without fail for, I mean, this, this went on for months. He'd be like, I don't know what that means. And I'm like, dude, I explained it to you the last like five times or you, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. How far North, uh, you know, I, I assume that, you know, all of Canada is cold, but there's like, the real the deep cold uh if you really get further like i know neil is from like the deep cold area of uh of canada uh how uh how intense were the canadian winters where you're where you were from um yeah well i'm 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 from winnipeg which is where it is geographically it's right above north dakota okay and it's pretty much very few people live in the northern northern regions. People still do do live there, but mm-hmm. it, it it gets pretty cold up there. Yeah. But as as far as where the majority of the population lives, down a bit more south, uh, Winnipeg is like one of the coldest uh, cities, mm. one of the coldest big cities. So yeah, it won't be cold for you. Um, here. Yeah, it'll get yeah, it, to it. It, 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 it gets into like negative forty Celsius. No, 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 what? no. It'll be like it'll be like negative. Uh, let's see how good my Celsius and Fahrenheit Let conversion me see is. It, it, around here, uh, by like you know through worlds, um, the worst it'll probably get is no colder than like negative five to negative. It, it, it won't get to negative ten Celsius here. I don't think before before worlds. Um, usually late January, early February is the coldest. Uh, in my experience here in Georgia. Um, yep. And sometimes January won't be cold. So. Right. Like, I probably will get to golf in December. Uh, yeah, it'll I, probably be, like, high 50s in December most of the time, in, in Fahrenheit. Yeah, I, I also have a distinct memory from, it would have been some year when I was in middle school, I, I was watching the Smite World Championship, and during one oh, of the days it, oh, it, it during, during during one of the days it it snowed uh-huh. right and and uh the casters were talking how there had to be some sort of delay yep because I remember that all like all the roads were closed so people couldn't get there on time so they right. delayed it so people could get there yep and and it it, it turned out to, and they uh showed like some aerial shot and it turned out to be absolutely like no snow mm. and uh ev- ev- Ever since then, I've just uh, realized how it just doesn't snow here, which is which, which is going to be weird to you know, be here around Christmas and New Year's time and just see no snow. It's a, it's it's definitely going to be strange. We Georgia's usually good for like one small snow a year. Like we okay. will get like two inches of snow in one day, uh, and that will be all of the snow. There will be some freezing rain and that kind of stuff. And the big problem with all southern states is that. They are, they, it's expensive to like keep the preparations for winter weather to like take care of the roads and that kind of stuff. You know, all the salt and all that kind of stuff. It's expensive to take care of all that. So they just don't, um, we don't salt, the roads don't get salted here. Uh, so infrastructure does just like fall apart. Um, the other big problem is that it's, uh, because it's so, it's, the snow will fall and then it will melt and yep. refreeze as a very thin sheet of ice, which is kind of the worst kind of roads I have, especially if people aren't used to it and they don't know how to drive on it. Yep. Um, and in Canada, and I'm sure the northern states in, in the U.S., 
their winter tire special winter tires you you actually get changed every year right they have different grips for you know the chains on them slippery. sometimes if they're really uh if you're really going to be doing some work the chained tires like all that yep i don't miss that type of winter that's for sure uh this winter could do with a little more snow than, than we get in georgia though um, yeah, I'm still in recovery that he was in middle school while Worlds going on, so I'll be here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I remember I, during during season one Worlds even. No. I, I I checked the Reddit every day for your guys' SBL games and stuff. That is so funny. <laughs> that is so funny, dude. That is actually uh, I glanced I glanced over that Barrett as my brain like shielded me yeah. from that information in order to save myself and <laughs> I'm now in recovery I'm mode bro forced to confront it good lord how does this happen to me um all right jay Tufay asked uh yeah. assuming money is no object what is your ideal home like and where is it located like country suburbs city etc it's a good question jay i think it's my turn to go first um i think mine would be close to the city but not in it you know the fabled 15 minute drive to downtown um uh i would prefer a neighborhood um but with enough you know not the like super cramped ones uh but the neighborhoods with like you know nice little good good amount of yard um you know stuff enough room to play sports in the backyard of course uh yeah that would that would be mine like suburbs um not too far from the city uh in a neighborhood and but not the super cramped one so that we could have like an actual yard to, to play in. Um, Barry? I would say I would like a lot of privacy on my lawn and home area mm -hmm. just to be able to like walk outside and feel like I'm not being seen by people or watched by people because we had a weird neighbor at our uh, previous house. So uh, mm. don't want to do oh, that. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, uh, that was not a fun experience. So no. privacy, uh, I would like to be kind of same with you, Acker. I don't want to be in the city. I'd like to be close to it within like to a major city, probably like within 30 minutes and to like a smaller, I would say like Alfred is a good example. I'd probably want to be like five or 10 minutes from a city like that where yeah. you can just do like do a lot of things. Um, but definitely not in a city. Uh, I don't really care about the neighborhood per se. I just... I would like it to feel safe and be safe, but, um, yeah, I don't really, I'm not really a guy that, like, wants a really big house or, like, wants a lot of things. I just kind of, like, want, like, you know, like, simplicity, I guess. Wants well, um, to sit on his porch and drink his yell at oat kids, milk I guess, latte. <laughs> I'm at yeah. that age. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're getting there. Uh, Gavin, how about for you? Um, well, when, when I was a kid, I would always, or, uh, I went to New York a bunch, and I always loved that city. Mm -hmm. But I, I I would think about it, and I would think, man, this is great. Everything here is super cool. But actually living here inside this city would stink. Yeah. So um, I, I would want to live, just like you guys said, outside the city, out, outside of uh, New York somewhere in some regular neighborhood, probably something similar to the one I grew up in. There's just, you know, houses you, know, you got the grocery store down the street it's Big. just normal yeah. neighborhood and then the ability to hop on a train and and go to new york city except one one more thing is we're picking up new york city and we're actually moving it to canada oh okay <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> i'm down 
because I, I I I would much rather be living in Canada than America. You and me both. Fair. Uh, that's, that's my. Uh, if I could choose really what cool. suburb I, you know, which city I'm in the suburbs of, um, it would be Toronto. That would be my ideal yeah. city to live right outside of is Toronto. Um, close enough to like, you know, it's like the same distance basically for my family in Pittsburgh. Uh, not super far, um, but different. You know, I'm yeah. not I'm not here. Which is uh, Un- unfortunately ridiculous. lifting whole cities is not uh, very practical. So. Yet we'll, we'll have to yeah. settle for something like yet. That, yeah. You know? not, yeah. a, not, not feasible yet. All right. Last but not least, uh, Hiro uh, wanted to know um, if you could choose one gaming genre to play for the rest of your life. What gaming genre would it be? So I'm assuming that you wouldn't be able to play any other genre of games. So mm. you know. Uh, it could also include genres outside of video games, such as board games or tabletop RPGs. Um, and then if you could eliminate one gaming genre from existence, what would it be? Um, this is a hard question. This is, because I love yeah. so many genres. I feel like I yeah. dabble in more genres than most gamers. Um, I'm... <laughs> You got something you got you got you want to pipe up there, Barry. You got something to say. That was like a Reddit comment being read out loud. <laughs> yeah, I'm that guy. Uh, yeah. A lot of genres. I play puzzle games. Nope. Shooters. Don't play any yeah, puzzle games. RPGs. Hate those. Don't actually hate those. Yeah, I don't like puzzle games. I, I no, love they're good. puzzle games. They're fun. They're good. I like going to escape rooms. Those are fun. Mm. Puzzle games are okay. Like everyone loves Portal. Um me included, but yeah, I don't like that game. I'm not like sick. A new puzzle game dropped. Uh, that's not me. But maybe I should be. I don't know. My wife and I played um, Unraveled. I can't reach them, but we have the little like yarn guys from Unraveled. Mm-hmm. Uh, that so was a really fun game. game. That game was really. I fun. think. I think a lot of the best puzzle games are random indie games that usually have pretty crappy graphics, but mm-hmm. they're. They just have a, a, a little charm to them because, you know, they're not usually very technologically uh, demanding mm-hmm. from the developer's perspective, mm-hmm. you know. It's, it's more of intelligent design and anyone can do that. So you can find a lot of hidden gems in my experience. There you go. Maybe I should become a puzzle gamer. That does sound fun. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any gaming genre that I really don't love i guess it'd be like rts's like real-time strategy games i've never really played a whole lot of um so i guess i would eliminate that just because it's like one of the one of the genres that i don't have like a game i really like in um it always sounded fun though so like yeah i don't know i don't really want to eliminate anything you know that's not for me for me it's um it it is probably shooters i i never played uh shooters when i was growing up at all like i never played any of the call of duties that's wild like that. yeah um when i was a kid i was playing roblox and minecraft <laughs> and oh. wizard 101 and wizard 101 of course of course and um and lots of pokemon uh sure i played a ton of pokemon as a kid you get the next the new one comes out in like a of week right of course of course i'm i'm marking off the days i'm really excited for it it's so gonna I be good from that day boys yeah listen yep Maybe one block, you know, just quick 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Then it's then it's home yeah, free. Are fun. you getting a Scarlet or Violet? That's the that's the question. Um, I'm sure everyone wants to know. I I'm getting Scarlet. Yeah. Okay. I'm a Violet gamer, so we'll uh, 
We'll get our tra- we'll get our trade. Yeah, I I, I I I make sure to ask someone I know which one they're getting, and then I get the other one. Yep. Just in case, you know. You have to. Um. All right, Bear. How about you? What uh? Which one would you eliminate, or if you could only choose one genre to play, uh, forever? What would it be? Yeah, I don't know if I have one. This is a really hard question because, like, I want to say shooters, but there's no way I'm going to be 50 playing a shooter. Um, <laughs> that sounds like a which, terrible which, experience. Which which shooters do you play a lot of? Uh, I normally just play Apex now, but I mean, back in the day, I played so much Halo and COD. Like, I've got okay. at least like 20,000 hours in those games combined. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean. It might sound cringe, but maybe mobile games is what I would play. You would play like, forever. Well, I just can't see myself like playing like MOBAs forever would be really difficult. Yeah, like, shooters I, forever. I think that's true. Yes, that so would I be hard. I don't know like what maybe like an RPG, but I don't know like what RPGs would be fun. I don't know. I per, per, personally, for me, if if I had to pick one, it would be mm-hmm. RPGs because I feel like it's the broadest genre. Mm-hmm. I, I could play, you know, there's Pokemon, there's Witcher. Um, a, a lot of the a lot of the single-player games I play will mostly be RPGs. So yeah. I, I think it might be RPGs. Honestly. I feel like it's just the best answer. Um, yeah. And yeah. there's too much content, you know? These, right. You, mm-hmm. you wouldn't run out. Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah I feel like that and is the best play, answer. You can play them relax, or you can play them tryhards. Like, yeah. either way, like, you're getting mm-hmm. the enjoyment out of it. Um, as far as what I would delete... Uh, um, probably puzzle games. I think. <laughs> wow! Just after Gamma said how much he loved them. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But yeah. like, I just don't. I I love watching Destiny play them, but I will not play them myself. Now, I I don't know if 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 you have any more time, but I I kind of want to ask ask one question. Yeah, go for it. Because sure. you mentioned you played so much uh, COD. Now, there's been some controversy lately about. Uh, the pros and cons of skill-based matchmaking in COD. Where, oh, where, yeah. where do you stand on that? I think skill-based matchmaking should be a thing because if you're just hopping on the game as a noob and you're just getting farmed See? by someone who plays the game all day, that's not going to be an enjoyable experience and also See? won't grow the game. And also, if you're playing to like kill children in a video game, just go play like Fortnite or something. Like COD. Good luck, bro. Opinion, that game's hard. They'll kill you. That's no, also that's no, also no, no. <laughs> They'll win. Take by me, I think. <laughs> Fortnite is way too hard, dude. Uh, how do, I, I say it all the time? How do third graders love Fortnite? That's the hardest game. That's like one of the hardest it, games I've ever played. I don't get it. Whenever I've played that game, no matter what, I might get a couple kills early game, but eventually yeah. there will be some some guy that comes along and he's just building, just and I can't. Uh-huh. I, I I don't know. I I don't even know what he's doing. That they're on an iPad, absolutely styling on me. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what's happening. Um, they're, maybe they're playing on their 3DS with the with the stylus pen. They really, they could, they'd still be better than me for sure. Um, yeah, I also played a lot of COD. I think the skill based matchmaking question is is so interesting because, as someone who used to just absolutely soul crush people in COD with all my friends, like we would stack a full lobby. We play sabotage because it was the one mode that you could keep going. You could keep the loop going. Uh, it had set spawns, and you could farm for a full twenty minutes. And I mean, I had, I have literal days 
of just sitting, holding a spawn site, insta-killing someone as they spawn, looping, like, killstreaks with all my friends. Loved it. Had so much fun. Um, that's obviously not a good gameplay experience. Uh, yeah. And no one should be subjected. Like, no paying customer is going to come back to that. Uh, yeah. And that's I what like I think nowadays, that people don't realize. Or they do, or they just don't care. I feel like nowadays it's a little different because there's so many top-tier games out. But back in the day, it was just, like, Halo and COD and, like, Dota, League. Like, right. it was a lot of more flagship games. Where now I feel like the gaming community is much more spread out, except for, like, really big releases. Like, I think Overwatch 2 was, like, one of the biggest releases for people, like, coming back to a game. Right. Um, releases like that. I think that those will, like, hype it up for, like, a month or two, and then the game will just die off again. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a bit more, or a bit just different ecosystem-wise for gaming now. I mean, it, it, I just don't understand. I don't, like, every game has skill-based matchmaking. Every single one. Like, th- I don't know of a single large-scale multiplayer game on the market that doesn't involve skill-based matchmaking because it just makes so much sense. It is literally, it, it, it is only pros. Uh, I guess the only con is that you can't, it is much, much harder to have the 100 to 100 games, but yeah. that isn't a con, like mm. that isn't what you should be playing for. Like, it's just not how it works. I do think that the most compelling argument in the COD community is to just have a less strict matchmaker in casuals than in a competitive uh than in a competitive playlist and that's fine like that doesn't bother me at all but the the, what what makes me laugh so much is like how nuanced uh, a change like that is and how no i that it could very well be what's happening now i'm sure it is and they just don't know yeah like matchmaking is so so hard like i have done the the ever so slightly littlest bit of digging into like how matchmaking algorithms work and how ours works and you know all that kind of stuff and it literally like broke my brain in half in like 20 minutes like it is so difficult they they need to be there they need to be in place i think anybody who wants to have zero you know matchmaking it let me be clear. It is zero. It is zero matchmaking. The skill based part is irrelevant. Like, unless it is literally just randomly selecting ten people or twelve people or however big the lobby size is, if there is any amount of selection involved, then it's skill based matchmaking. Like, mm-hmm. the only not the only thing otherwise is is pure randomness. And like, what fun is that? I don't know. I uh, will say I played Apex with Destiny recently, and I created a brand new account. And I yeah. was like level six, mm-hmm. and the matchmaker in that game is atrocious. Like, we were getting hard stomped by like level like three hundreds, and I'm like a level two account, and she's like a level like thirty or forty, and like we were getting hard stomped by yeah. like legit teams. It felt like, and people sweating, and I'm like, this sh- like we're playing this to relax. Like this is mm-hmm. I'm on a fresh account. Like this yeah. should not be how yeah. it is. Battle Royales are always going to be the hardest for that, though, because there's just more players in one game. And more randomness, you know? Like, Wait, I will say, go ahead. real quick, we, we made an Xbox account, because we were just, both of our backs have been shot for, like, a month and a half, so we've been gaming on the Xbox a bit more. Old and game. the matchmaker in that game was so much better. Like, we were playing legit noobs, and I'm like, where are these people? 
when we were on PC, why is it on Xbox that we can play like people that are terrible and on our skill level? Hmm. But on PC, it's like we're getting god gamers and people that like grind yeah. the game for a long time. Yeah, but I don't know. That might be a party system because we we're duo queuing and on the Xbox we're like solo queuing? Yes. Parties absolutely annihilate matchmakers. Like, it, it is... It, it it is so much easier when parties aren't involved. Uh, mm-hmm. As soon as you introduce even duo queuing, it it makes it so much harder for the matchmaker to do its job. Um, and that makes sense. Just to Gamma's point about battle royales and like it, it, it in COD, like all this kind of stuff, like it's really hard to dial in a player's actual skill. Not just because they can have a good game versus a bad game, but let's say in a battle royale. A player's really good if they get this one gun, their their matchmaking rating would be, you know, 80. But if they get another gun, they're a 20. Uh, mm-hmm. How could you possibly assign a, a skill rating to that player that is, you know, consistent across all the games? You can't. Um, they're going to have their pop-off games where they get the gun they're good with. And they're going to have their terrible games where they should be set up for success and they just, like, can't shoot that gun at all. And the same can be said for COD, you know... What if one player just does is horrible on this one map? Are we going to be introducing like map-based MMR? What about their yeah, loadout? You know, like all this kind of stuff. There is a million different variables that mean that yeah. you know that people could use to say skill-based matchmaking doesn't work. But that to me, that only reinforces that we should just do. We shouldn't stress so much about assigning the perfect number. It should be more about how many quality games can we create. Uh, yeah. with the understanding that even with the, when the matchmaker, like even in Smite, everyone gets their assigned role, everyone is happy, everyone gets a god they're good with, one person just messes it up early and has a terrible game. Uh, and then everyone complains that the, the matchmaking quality is terrible. When really, that was the bet, like, by the matchmaker's computer standpoint, it was a perfect match. Not saying that happens every time, but it, you know, things like that do happen. Uh, but no one ever views it that way. It's just like, oh, this guy's a total like loser, terrible player. Should never be like yep. in these games. Um, that's how it goes. Like, that's just how it is. I don't know. Difficult, difficult situation for sure. Uh, yeah, skill based match. Complicated for sure. Wow, this episode went way long. Oopsie poopsie. Yeah, you're like, we're closing the episode forty five minutes ago. Well, you know, that's just how it be sometimes. Right, we gotta start putting a limit on the uh, the podcast questions of the week. I feel like, yeah. uh, not that it's not a great. Uh, part no, of the we show. Answered them well, in my opinion. No, they, well, these were good questions. So good answers yeah, are uh, are easier when there are good questions for sure. Um, but yeah, thanks everyone for watching slash listening. Uh, make sure you go you check out our sponsor for today's episode. That's Factor Meals. Go factor slash backliners sixty to get sixty percent off uh, your next order. Um, it's a, one of the best ways to support the podcast is, uh, to interact with our sponsors. So shout out to factor. Another way to support the podcast, if you like, is to head on over to patreon.com slash backliners, uh, and get your direct access to us. That's where Bear and I are popping over to right after this, do our post podcast hangout. Um, Gamma, thanks so much for coming on. Good luck, uh, in, to, to both you and Barra on, uh, apparently. Yo, see you above sixth place, buddy. Yep. yep. S- sixth place we'll be incoming. Which, 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 who's who? We'll no. worry about that later. We'll yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. for that's for later. You, you know, you guys are. Yeah, about. should be fun. Um, all, right. all right, and uh, make sure you check it out all predictions, other great shows on their network. Lots of different esports shows. Uh, check it out; it's all good stuff. Thanks everyone for watching. We'll catch you next week. Patch notes tomorrow, so uh, we'll sure. we'll see you there. Um, we didn't make any mistakes. 
Every balance change is perfect. The game is fixed. It's going to be great. Uh, really? Nope. See you next time. Barra, you know what to do. Bye. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Nice work, everyone. Yeah, thank you. Does it...